0: Logical Progression, Year 4, Chapter 14, Lesson 8 Bismillah <laughs> rahman rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli wa salli wa baraka la nabiyna Muhammad wa ala sahla illa ma sahla Allahumma a'inna la dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatihi ya rabbil kareem. As-salamu alaykum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ayyakum wa Alright, so um, I think that we basically finished multafitan um, filhi'alati yameenun wa shimala, right? That's what we finished, right? Okay, good. So... We said that the Adhan is 15 sentences. One recites, from, one recites it from a high position whilst in a state of purity and facing the Qibla. Uh, placing his finger in each ear, not swiveling around, turning only to his right and left during the Hay al That's what we covered today, insha'Allah. Uh, and also adding after it, the prayer is better than sleep twice during the morning Adhan only. Yeah, let's just deal with that. If we get time to go, go on to the next one, then we'll go on to the next one, insha'Allah. Um, so we're good with what we said so far Everyone's happy with you know the discussions and so on Okay, And uh, to be honest Last week's lesson was actually Quite significant it's a, it, was a, it was actually a very deep lesson uh, And you can even Call it controversial because As you saw uh, You saw the seeds In that lesson you saw the seeds of many Of the movements that went Again astray That went astray um, you saw the seeds being sown. You started to see, for example, some of the reasons for difference of opinion, just in general, but also you know, the idea that um, the concept of, a, of an act of worship, if we are confident enough to be able to identify the illa or the reason that we think the act of worship was done, then can we then, if we are able to uh, recreate that illa somewhere else or that illa is not to be found in a modern time, then does that act of worship then also, you know, uh, rescind or whatever the, 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 the verb would be or whatever. So the um, and I, I was just, just this evening again I wanted to just to make sure that you know there's nothing else I can add to the, add to the topic and I read again what Sheikh Mohammed uh, uh, al-Mukhtar al-Shanqiti said he mentioned again the same point about the, the, the microphone if we're giving this, this microphone if we're giving this uh, sorry this uh, adhan in front of the microphone and we come to hayya al-salah, hayya salah and hayya al-falah, Hayal al-falah, there's no single evidence to confirm that the movement itself is nothing than an act of worship. It's itself an act of worship. So for you to say, meaning us the reader, the listener, the student, for us to say that it is to iblagh al yani iblagh al to to spread the sound as much as possible, that itself is a, as a, 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 you know, it's your just as one, your speculation, and an act of ibadah, which is established, which you expect reward for, which every single word of the adhan is, it stays and remains until it is very, very clearly proven otherwise. So it's a risky issue. You can see very well his point. You can understand exactly what he's trying to say. And that's why he said it doesn't matter whether there's a microphone or not microphone, you must turn, regardless of what happens to the voice. Now, I said to you that in today's time with a wireless microphone, it doesn't matter. Yani, you know, with the wireless mic, you're, it's going to go with you anywhere. But that's not the point. The point is the, the, the discussion that's being said. Now, at the same time, we don't want to completely say, well, people who start to think about their illa have lost the plot because they haven't. The top scholars do. And Sheikh uthaymeen himself, alayhi rahmatullah, he was the one who said it. He was the one who said, and I have to agree with him, that you know, uh, uh, that we believe that the turning to the right and left is for our function, for a purpose. And therefore, if there is a microphone, fixed microphone, then you say Hayalasalah, salah Hayal Fala, Hayalul Fala. There's no moving. But that's a big call, isn't it? It's a big call when everyone's done it in history and everyone's doing it in history and all the imams are agreed upon it or whatever, and you say don't do it. And so here is a qa'idah, a, 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 a maxim, a rule, a, a law, something that you need to take away. Um, when you see people talking about the illa in something, when you see people trying to identify the reason an act of worship has been yani, specified, look for two things. Because this is happening day and night now. Day and night. Like people, for example, who uh, uh, don't keep the beard... Keep it, don't not keeping the beard is one thing, but to say that there is no keeping the beard is something very serious. Okay, so um, a lot of them are saying that the Prophet ﷺ said that grow the uh, beard and be different to the Jews and the Mushrikeen. Okay, in one narration, Jews and Christians in another narration, and so on and so forth. And they turn around they say that today is, is indistingu- indistinguishable. Yeah, and you can go and see Jews that are wearing lots of beards, holding beards and growing their beards and so are Christians and whatever and now the beard is no longer a sign or an immediate sign of the Muslim okay now that's a very popular call and it has been for a number of years obviously today it's now in fashion with hipster beards or whatever beards they call it and so you've got even more kind of you know speculation saying that now no one is you know, distinguishable you can't tell and uh, whatever frankly it's a big call it's a big call and um, and there are some discussions, I don't want to get into this now, that's for like a whole different lesson. You see, uh, Sheikh, uh, a number of the scholars actually, that discussed this, I think one of the most detailed discussions in this was by Sheikh Abdullah Jada' in Leeds. Now his, of course, conclusion is something a bit different. I mean, he concludes that it's not obligatory, okay? Um, and he was refuted by I, I, virtually every single scholar that I know on the planet at the moment, mm. okay? But it's irrelevant because he's a scholar, he has his opinion. But what's interesting is that he did it from a hadith angle. Now that's of course where the scholars come into it. That's, that's how you should do it. How, how do you think? Think as a student of knowledge. How do you build up a case? How do you build up an evidence for trying to establish that you know the reason for something? From a hadith point of view, what you would do is to show that every single hadith that's ever been narrated on the matter has always been compared to a reason. That's what you would do. because, And if you're able to do that, all right, then you're onto a winner. You, would, you could argue to another person and say, give me one narration ever in the sunnah where it says grow the beard by itself. Just grow the beard. Or, you know, grow the beard because of X, Y, Z. No. In fact, every single narration you will ever come across, etc., etc., will always say, and be different to the Jews and the Christians. Yep. Yeah? Now, that's not the case, by the way. I'm just giving an example. Okay? Now, if you are a muhadith, it gets even more, Yani, you know, you're playing the game even better. Because any hadith you put forward to me, weak, 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 <laughs> yani, you know? And if you memorize all of the men, and you know, like... As I said to Abdullah Jada'i It's not just muhaddith; He is Naqid Naqid And Allah knows best Naqid means that He has the ability To not only Give a ruling on the Hadith But give, not give only A ruling on the sunnah, Which to be frank Most of us could do Because you just put it Into Sharmullah Or into a Sunnah And they give rulings On the Asanid Okay It's a whole next level Okay To look at a chain Look at a person Look at his biography Make your own decision And say you know what I think he's weak I'm writing him off as weak. And that's not That's like the highest level. And so it's very difficult to, to argue in this kind of situation. Now, just to make sure there's no doubts left in anyone's minds on the matter of the beard, there is of course a discussion. And on the matter of the beard, there are a number of our hadith, And the Prophet ﷺ um, didn't always, every single time, mention the Jews and Christians and to be different to them in each time that the beard is mentioned. And for example, when the people from Persia came, he didn't mention a single thing; just didn't like the look of it, etc., etc. It was an action of the of the of the early people from before as well, okay? Um, uh, Musa a.s. and his nation, which are known, the followers are known to be the Jews, whatever they had beards and so on. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned that in the Quran. You could also argue that um, to say and be different from the Jews and the Christians. The word "and" is not something which is dependent upon the original ruling. So, grow your beards and be different from the mushrikeen whatever is different from saying grow your beards because you need to be different from the you know and there's that argument linguistically both can stand both meanings can stand wa khalifu wa this wa is a big discussion the grammar the grammar of this wa is it mean because of or you should because or and you know and so there's this whole thing so 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 what i'm saying is that a lot of people, and Sheikh Abdullah is a scholar, so let's, I'm just giving the scholarly example. But we have many, many liberals, secularists, and people who are enemies of the Sunnah, frankly. Okay, and by that I mean they don't really uh, practice it, they don't believe in it, they are either quraniyun they are whatever they are. Okay, and these people are very, very much into the. You'll see in the universities writing papers, and they're just supposing all the time, they're just making their own assumptions, this is the reason for this, this is the reason for that, like, like they like they have a personal one-to-one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know, this is why Allah said this, this is why Allah said that, and and so I'm giving you a lot of advice that when you go out there, uh, into the public arena and you're listening on the you know, videos and uh, audios and or reading on the internet you'll see this happening a lot you might not see it so openly, but now that you've heard what I've said, you will be able to spot it, so two things you're looking for, two يعني yani safeguards. Number one, I told you last week, this is the realm of not the scholars, but the very best of the scholars. Okay? So unless this guy is knocking the other scholars for six, okay, then he's not worth listening to. Even if he's an alim. Even if he's someone people call him a scholar. And by the way, when you were saying, so who's a scholar and who's a top scholar? Ask the scholars. Don't ask your friends. Okay? Don't ask your neighbors. Don't ask any your your, your band, whatever, okay? Ask the scholars. Because you know what? To the masses, everyone's a scholar. To the masses, everyone's a scholar, right? And that's just a joke. It's a, it's a joke, yeah? And the scholars themselves, they know who the top scholars are. So the first one is, make sure that it is from a scholar of the highest caliber Because they have to be to make that judgment call. The amount of knowledge that you need to have to be able to say the reason for this act of worship is X, is next level. The second safeguard that you will have is always look for a Salaf, a precedent. The word Salaf, precedent. Even the scholar who's at the very highest level, he will never be satisfied with his Ishtihad unless he finds a Salaf. And I can tell you now, if it wasn't for this second principle, a huge number of scholars would be making statements day and night. But they don't. Because they have that yaniheba, that gravitas for the knowledge that they carry, and they, they're confident of their opinion. They've done their research. They're looking for X, Y, Z. But I'll give you an example. I'm currently writing a paper on the use of um, cannabis in certain uh, medical conditions. Uh, not just medicinal marijuana as it's called. I'm talking about actual cannabis and whatever. Now, I am a pharmacist by profession. I, I have an interest in the medical sciences, I uh, in the physiological sciences, and specifically the pharmaceutical sciences. This is my area. I am able to get material and uh, 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 SPCs and... And, and documents for, for drugs and their interactions and their realities and what they come from and their, and how long they stay in the body and what the impact is and how long it will last for and how intensified it can be and what will reduce it, what will increase it, how can it be titrated. Every single thing. There's actually no one better than to, to do this issue than myself. Okay? I'm telling you, yeah. Absolutely. Other than smoking it. Yeah, yeah okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah? I might try that in the... In the experiment research, research Yanni, you know? It's got to be done. Got to get it accurate. So, so... Um, uh, and even when I was at university, I did one or two and I put it forward for my, my, uh, my whatever they used to call it. What did they call the thesis in dissertation? I'm, I'm trying to think what the word is. Yeah, dissertation. <laughs> I, I did two dissertations, and both of them were for, um, uh, about medicine, uh, uh, and so on from an Islamic point of view, and um. It's a very difficult one because it's brand new. It's brand new. It's br- big issues. It's big fatwa, and it's very sensitive as well, because it's not. It's not. It's not like. Um, it's not. Uh, I- I'm sure you understand this. It's not like me giving a fatwa on the use of porcine uh, insulin, okay? Because you know what? No one cares about porcine insulin. You know, if you're or 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 or, or uh, a pig valve for your heart or a pig heart even. Is it a pig heart? Full the full. Just a valve, yeah? What's the heart then? Uh, have we got, we got to a heart of an animal yet? Not yet, yeah? Just two valves. So, um, what's the biggest organ that can be taken from an a- animal Whole Skin. Skin, huh? So, I mean, like, you know, a, a pig valve or some skin or whatever. You know, uh, uh, frankly, that's easy. Frankly, that's easy. Because you just got to deal with the technical facts and that's it. There's very little social issues. No one wants to go around with a pig valve. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? Whereas marijuana, every single person is waiting for the fatwa. <laughs> and then they themselves will then self-diagnose, Wallah, I'm feeling ill today, you know. <laughs> Wallah, I've got a condition You know, Wallah, I'm so stressed. I've got mental illness, this, that, whatever. It's a very difficult issue and the scholars have to be very wary of that. Anyway, so... Uh, like I said, I've got this huge amount of information, I've, I've done a load of research, and I'm very comfortable with my fatwa. I've, and, and I've, I've actually done it already in my mind, and now I just want to just, you know, write out and so on. But saying that, despite the fact that I know that the people from before, they didn't have this medicinal reality, didn't have this knowledge, didn't know it's whatever, whatnot, I don't have the guts to open my mouth or put up a word down until I find some references from people from back in the day. A salaf. Even though I don't necessarily need it technically, because a fatwa technically is a response to a new situation. Right? And that just gives you the. the, I just want to say this is the. the, Every scholar, every researcher is knowing that even though legally it's not required to have a salaf, you'd be mad not to. You are opening a massive door by just making new statements that no one's ever made before, producing new uh, kind of rulings that no one ever considered before. And you know, it's really a lot of ignorance, actually, because a lot of people will say to you that, um, you know, uh, that doesn't require. It's not. It's not required, you know, to to, 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 at all. And there are many new issues that are. That why would anyone have information about it? And the Prophet ﷺ didn't know about this, and the companions didn't know about that. But that's again ignorance of Islamic law. The ulama, those who know the sources and know the body that, of the tradition, when they go back, you will find narrations on everything. Might be through analogy. Might be through a sister product. Might be through a you know, a, a, a different cultural appropriation of the thing that you're doing now, but the asal is there. You just need to have the knowledge to know it exists, identify it when you see it, and the ability to apply it to today's thing. That's the, that's the next level, you know, of scholarliness. So I'm just saying these are the two things you've got to try and keep in mind when you see people trying to identify what an illa is. Number one, make sure it's a top, top scholar, or that this person is open to be critiqued by lots of scholars, etc., etc., And number two, that it has some kind of precedent. Someone else has said it before. And when we're talking about someone else, we're talking about those people who live in Mubarak times. Those people, for example, who are are from the Salaf. So companion, oh, you're you're buzzing. Yeah? You get a companion, it's like, you know, jackpot, right? And you might get a tabi'i. You might get anyone of the Atba'at tabi'in, third generation. And these are the Salaf. And that's why they're called the Salaf. Because if you want a precedent... Then take a salaf from the salaf and you're, you're, you're done. Right? And if not, then, you know, the imams that come after, that's excellent. And if not, the madahib, which is, that's also, Yani, something which the Ummah has generally agreed upon in terms of their scholarship. So keep that in mind. It is a very uh, interesting point. Now, it's not directly linked to this next point, but there is an interesting interp- interpolation uh, uh, or, or maybe connection to then this next point. And that is. Uh, what was the text i said um and also adding after it yani's after hayla salat hayla that the prayer is better than sleep twice during the morning adhan only qailan ba'da huma fi adhan as-subh as-salatu khayrun min an-nawm as-salatu khayrun twice okay so everyone's heard about this, everyone knows about this, okay, I mean, it's standard. But actually, there is so much behind this issue, it's very, very interesting, very interesting. Now this, this, As-Solatul uh, Khayru uh, Minan Naum, As-Solatul Khayru alright? And it, it's important that we say it correctly as well. You know, a lot of people say these things very quickly, and it's important that you know that it is as-salatu. okay, with a dhamma, with a peash. yes, alright, as as-salatu. And it is خَيْرٌ مِّنَ النَّوْمِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ النَّوْم أَوْ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ النَّوْمِ That is the correct way to say it, twice. Uh, this thing, this chapter that we're covering today is the chapter of تَثْوِيب. It's called wa تَثَ ba At Tathweeb. Okay, that's what أَصْلَاتُ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ النَّوْمِ as a phrase, as a concept, as a chapter is called. A tasweeb from thaba, from thaba means to come back, to return. To return. Um, you know the uh, word sayyib? We covered this in year two, I think. Who remembers it? Who can tell me something about the word sayyib? Honestly, it was such a deep lesson, that lesson as well. It was a killer lesson, I remember it. Because we were trying to define exactly what a thayib is and what a Bikr is. Remember? No. <laughs> the so the Virgin is the Bikr. And what did we determine that the thayib was? That. Wasn't a Virgin? Yep. Oops. Wasn't a Virgin. And that's the key because the, the discussion is whether there was someone who had the Consummated or not or whatever but the key of course is that they are or were married okay that's the key that they were married yes so they it's a widow I mean for all terms and you know whatever it's a widow but Islamically it's not accurate enough because there is a concept of consummation in the in the word sayyib which is very important anyway you can go back and find that uh, in this right place so the word Sayyib comes from the same root word. Now, anyone know why? If if, if Tathweeb is Asad min and Thaba means to return, what, why is the woman who is married and widowed called Sayyib? No? No? Anyone? It's because she returns back home. It's because, she, because she returns back home. Now, you might not be thinking like that, but you know, subhanAllah, there are a... I don't know if the, the word surprising is the right word to use. Well, yeah, surprising is the right word to use because we're not used to it, or we don't maybe consider that the issue. No, well, we do consider the issue, but um, how much of a problem is it that we have... In dealing with the sister who gets divorced, who then has to be put up back home, right? So you got parents who are old now, yes, and they, you know, they're in their retirement phase. They're not interested, and maybe noise and kids, whatever. And then a woman, she's just become divorced, and she comes back home. She's got kids, this that, whatever. Maybe you know, there's some kind of difficulty. Blah blah blah. And there's emotions, and of course, you know, maybe you've lost your partner, maybe you just temporarily divorced, yeah, you the first, second talaq, whatever. The point is, is that um, it's very difficult upon the family to take someone back. It doesn't matter that they're your daughter or not, or whatever. Now, when you do come back, if you are a sayyib, that's where the name has come. Um, the Prophet ﷺ said, in a number of ahadith praising the father... Who takes back the daughter? Praising the father who makes the daughter feel welcome and not feel bad and whatever. Already gone through a difficult situation. And and you'll find most of these these hadith in. Anyone know? Which collection? Al Adab al Mufred. Zakalah al Babi. For your contribution for year four. Al-Adab al-Mufrad, yeah? Four years or yeah, four? <laughs> uh, no need. No need, Bubs. No need. No need, Shaz. No need. Nasty, that was nasty. Four years, he said. Four years. No need. Um, so, what we saying? Yeah? Uh, Al-Adab al-Mufrad, yeah. So, I mean, so this idea of coming back home is a big issue. And also, um, all the other ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an... وَإِذْ جَعَلْنَا الْبَيْتَ مَثَابَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَأَمْنَا Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the Ka'bah, isn't it? And how we have made the bait, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, مَثَابَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَأَمْنَا A mathaba for the people and a sanctuary. وَاتَّخِذُ مِن مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى yeah? And now take the station of Ibrahim as a place of prayer. Subhanallah, also very nice. Why is it called Mithabat and Linaas? comes from the same Thabah, because <laughs> the people keep going back to it. The people come back to it. You know, the Kaaba, of course, is the is, Subhanallah. It's like the, the the human version of the what? The the human or the earth earthly version of uh, the Kaaba. The Kaaba. Oh, uh, not not. I, I mean, as a place of worship. I mean. Il- ma'mur. What, tell الْمَعْمُورِ Someone tell me about بَيْتِ bay- al- il- mamur Where the angels do what? Uh, tawaf. tawaf around it. And they are just constantly in the cave. People, they come and then they go and they come and they go. Anyway, so, uh, so this is where the concept comes from. Now, <coughs> the ilama said that the reason that the عَلَصْلَاتُ min al-Nawm is called a tathweeb is because you've already said That the prayer is brilliant, right? You say, hey, come to prayer. Hey, come to prayer. Hey, come to success. Hey, come to success. Hey, prayer is better than sleep. Prayer is better than sleep. Yep. You've already said that to the people, haven't you really? When you've said, hey, come to the prayer. And hey, it's it's really good for you. It is success. You're just basically repeating yourself. And that's the whole point. You're returning back to the same idea and principle. All right. That's Yani. it's meanings and this and that. That's fine. The big question, the sheikh said that it is said in Adhan al-Subhi, in only the prayer for the, uh, only the Adhan for the morning prayer, okay? Who's got a question for me? Why not the other prayer? Did I just say that? Yeah, you did, yeah. You just did say that. You could be sleeping all day though. You could be (laughs) sleeping all day, (laughs) yes, (laughs) yes. But it's only few junior doctors that are doing that kind of stuff, <laughs> Yani. Yeah, yeah. The rest are on strike, exactly. Yes. So no, sleeping all day is not the sunnah. Okay. Yes, that's what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us that the night is for relaxation, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Sleeping. So, um, so obviously this is for the Fajr prayer. Uh, Shazad said it right. Okay. Which one? Which one? How many adhans do we have? Two. We have two adans for Fajr. Remember that uh, subh I think I've told you before. Oh, is that last week? Yes, 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 yes. When all of you yani, major triple failed, yeah in Urdu, right? <laughs> Unbelievable, useless a lot of you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know that I know she's is gonna fail, but Yani for everyone else to fail as well. Very disappointing. Alhamdulillah that the elders are still with us. Yes, yeah, so we said that Sabah. No we didn't. Sorry, my apologies. We didn't ask this question. We said uh, sahar. sahar. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you still failed anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fail, fail. It doesn't matter if you failed in Subah or Sahar, whatever. Anyway, so Subah is actually what the Arabs generally call Fajr prayer. Okay? It's not one of our, uh, one of our phrases. Like uh, the Asians don't really use it for the prayer. But you need to know that the Subah prayer, Surah to Subah, is another name for Fajr. Okay? The obligatory Fajr prayer. So that's the first thing. So Adhan of Subh means Adhan of Fajr. Alright, the morning one. But as we said, there's two Adhans. We already told you the history of, of both of them. We talked about it again and again and again. Hadith of Bilal, sorry, the Adhan of Bilal, the Adhan of Abdullah ibn Um Maktoum. Both of them making the Adhan Fajr. Bilal making it early. Hour, 45 minutes, half hour, 20 minutes, not clear. But before actual sunrise. Why? Okay, so the Prophet ﷺ said that so that the Qa'im, the one who is praying to Hajjud, he will now go back and, you know, get himself ready in terms of uh, uh, have something, you know, a little bit to eat or whatever. And the one who's sleeping will wake up. Now, of course, the one who is waking up at that time, especially if they're in the state of Janaba, then think about this. If they were to wait until the second Adhan, all right, the second Adhan, which is on the actual start time. Yes. What do we know? Or oh, you, don't, you don't know yet. But what you will know is that the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and the position of the majority of the scholars is to pray at the beginning of each prayer time. And so you're literally looking at 5-10 minutes before Iqamah is in and bang, you're into the prayer. Yeah. The prayer used to be prayed when very, very dark. And so we know that it's very clear, the hadith make it very clear that an early prayer is what's going to happen. So a person then to wake up on the actual adhan of the start time, and then have to make ghusl, yes, and cold water and heating it up, and this and that, and change and go out, and, yeah, and it's going to be very tight. And so there is a divine wisdom in the fact that this this two adhans have been legislated, and that the first one really is like a wake-up call. And frankly, we are our own uh, 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 first adhanas, if you like, yeah. In this country and in the majority of the places around the world, you only hear one adhan. But our alarm clocks are really the first adhan. No one, no one sets their alarm for the adhan time, right? And if you're going to the masjid, when we come to the masjid, we set our alarm. We don't even care what the adhan time is, right? For us, the adhan, for the the alarm time is a time that gives us enough time to get ready and get to the masjid. And if the adhan is at the masjid or not, whatever is irrelevant the prayer masjid prays early or not, whatever, it's irrelevant. All we care about is the jama'at time. What time are they going to stand? And what time I need to wake up to get ready? And they could do two or three or six adhanes in that time. It doesn't matter. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And so that first adhan is clearly, as the Prophet ﷺ said, time for the sleeping people to wake up. These are the two things he mentioned. So that the standing one can go back to eat and this person who's sleeping can wake up. The person who's sleeping can wake up For three or four different reasons. And this is important. One, as I said, for ghusl, to get ready. Number two, sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is to pray with him before you go to sleep. And that's what many people would do. They would go to sleep and then wake up and pray right at the last moment of the night. And that, of course, is the best time, as the Prophet ﷺ said. It's not the safest time, because you might not wake up. But it's the best time. Um, The other, of course, reason is for fasting. There are some people who said... As Sheikh Muhammad Al-Shankiti mentioned, he said some people strangely they restricted this only the the concept of two adans, okay, to when Ramadan, and that's when we think about it because the majority of us go to make Umrah and Ramadan, you go and see it in Mecca, you hear the first adhan, then pray like I don't know, and then you hear the, you know, so people are being you know kind of uh, what's the word, programmed almost or whatever by their by their you know exposure to what they see uh, in Mecca, and Medina, and 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 frankly. This sunnah is a sunnah wherever the Muslim should be, these two adhans Although we're going to come to that in a minute, because I just want you to know that not all of the imams accepted this concept of two adhans So for example, in the Hanafi school, they only actually perform one adhan. Okay? I don't want to get into that, because it's complicated. But the majority of the scholars say there should be two adhans just like the hadith mentioned. Alright? So this is not something which is restricted to Mecca Medina. The majority of scholars believe this should happen. And fasting is not just in Ramadan, fasting is all other time. And one of the reasons that the adhan is early to wake people up before fajr is because that's the last moment that you can eat. And of course, the Prophet said that my ummah will be blessed, Mubaraki, the barakah will be blessed in what? In their suhoor when they delay it. So the most delayed one. So that fits right in because this adhan literally is in the last moment. We're talking half hour, 45 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. So it's the very last moment of the night time. And you know, subhanAllah, a lot of people, they, um, they thought that the barakah, I mean, I could ask here, but they thought that the barakah was what? To eat the food, right? Because, and, and, and it is, there's no doubt about it. The food, the, the food is mubarak, yes? And uh, for obvious reasons, because Allah subhanAllah is not punishing you, and you know you need to get water on, especially you know if you're like an athlete, or you're living in a hot country or whatever, you need to load on lots of water because dehydration is going to happen later on that day. You might not want to drink it, but you need to pack it up, right? And likewise, food, depending upon your job, etc., etc. So that's definitely a blessing because, you know, the Prophet ﷺ said that that's not what used to happen before. So back in the day, they never used to do that. And in fact, this concept of wusal, which is the continuous fasting, used to be a reality back in the time, right? So there would be no eating in between. So this is a blessing. So it's actually literally a blessing to eat. But the real blessing of this waking up is simply to witness the time. Like I mentioned last week of Sahar. هم يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ As Allah says in the Quran, that it is the time of Sahar, this little gap period where people are making istighfar. So just to catch that time, and just to, you know, chuck in a cheeky one. You know, you only needs a few seconds. Yeah? You've caught, you know, your du'a. In the best time. So it's a barakah. So this first adhan is very important. This first adhan is very important. And it gives you that little gap period. So it has to exist. So now the question is, if we have adhan of Bilal half an hour before, to get everyone ready and action stations, hey wake up, you're ready, blah blah blah. And then we have Abdullah ibn Maktoum's adhan. And by the way, you know the stories about, uh, and the narrations about this adhan of Abdullah ibn Maktoum. It's like, you know, everyone's awake. You know, because, you know, the girl said, you come to my house and, you know, on the top of the house and there's no issue, mine is the largest, mine is the tallest house and they're coming. And Abdullah Ibn Maktoum was saying, you know, is it morning, is it morning? Everyone said, no, it's not, no, it's not. And then he said, is it morning, is it morning? Yes, it is now, yes, it is. So when the people would say, the people. So like everyone's awake. So the second one is more like a formal kind of one, if that makes sense, Yeah. And then the iqamah is going a few minutes later because it's only two raka'ah. And as I said to you before, these two sunnah of Fajr are very light to the extent that it has been narrated from, the, from Aisha radiallahu anha that she witnessed the Prophet wasallam praying this and she said he didn't recite anything but Al-Fatiha. Right? Super quick. And then we have his own hadith ﷺ. Meaning they're quick units. It's not like a half hour wait. It's a, you know, in. So now that I've set all that kind of scenario to you, I ask you the question. Without going into narrations, using your aql, when do you think as-salatu khayru min al-nawm should occur? Okay. People who think it should be for the first one, put your hands up. Okay? People who think it should be for the second one. Put your hands up. Okay, good. So someone defend first one, please. First one. Yes? First one, because the, the, the meaning... Okay, so the meaning is that it is better than sleep, and definitely for the first one, there are people who are sleeping, and so therefore it's going to wake you up. Okay? That's your main idea, Yeah. Okay. Alright. A response just on, just on that. Again... Um, there is no... That's you assuming that that's the reasoning behind the words. It's a pretty good assumption. <laughs> right? It's a, obviously, it's a pretty good assumption. It's a time of sleep. People are asleep. People are going to wake up. So it's not exactly, you know, uh, a time leap here I need to, consider to, to suggest that that's the reason. But it's still an assumption. It could be argued, counter-argued, that it's, an act, it's a statement of worship. And it's a statement of fact. And it's a statement for people who are being lazy. It's a statement for people who are delaying. We know, for example, that the people prayed later and later and later as well. So I'm just responding from an ugly point of view. That it doesn't necessarily translate that just because the statement indicates that it's for sleeping people, that it only and must be the case. For example, in the masjid, when you give it, who's sleeping that's listening to it? But you still say it, right? Yeah? Okay, second, Adan. Defend someone. You probably didn't hear the first one. <laughs> 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 is, uh, it's the shock factor. If you're still in bed, then it means you shouldn't be there. And the second one is because you So, one it. second, one second. So, you didn't hear the first one, which makes no sense because there's not in both, yeah. right? One second. Then, over to Shazad. Shazad said it's a shock factor. So at uh, first one, Yani, yeah, I mean, it was not really meant to be saying anything. Second one, it's like, dang, is real, yeah. All right, okay. But once you've woken up, it's more of an emotional argument than this. It's like a to keep you going. To keep and, you going. You've yeah. Woken up, you've woken up. You've, 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 is better than sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, right now. yeah. And also, the yeah. statement applies to the to the one who hasn't woken up because he's still asleep. <laughs> 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 and now you really needs to pay attention. It's the same argument we just made one minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't become any better by changing the words, bro. <laughs> the, the point being that, that both adans are the morning adhan. Yeah, and wh- wh- why? But, but uh, okay, so 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 so, 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 so Bob's just saying. But the point is that both Adans are the morning adhan. So that's, that's not technically correct, is it? Because when we say adhan al dhuhr or adhan al asr it means the entry of dhuhr, the entry of Asr. So when we say adhan al subh or adhan al fajr, it means the entry of fajr. The one of bilal, it's a real difficult push to, 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 to call that the adhan of fajr. That's actually one of the arguments made by the scholars in this discussion. Just so that you know, there is a discussion, of course, among the scholars. Uthman, yeah. As you said, first, Yeah, but the wording does say that the prayer is better than sleep. Yeah. But if it were going to be in the first one, yeah. which prayer are you talking about? It okay, good, good, good. Uthman saying that if, it, 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 if we were to put Asrud Khairum Min Al Naum into the first adhan, I'm going to now start using my speech marks, okay? That's very important, okay? Because you're going to see that this whole argument debate is going to take a right turn in a minute, okay? In the first adhan, um, that the prayer is better than sleep what prayer is it referring to because we, you've already said that that the witr is going to be prayed by these folks so maybe that's the prayer which is better than sleep or is it that the actual prayer that should be focused on should be the obligatory prayer which is you know fajr and that should be then in the second adhan. any other points? this is a good discussion yeah yeah okay yeah you might be, silly, but be safe than sorry the same both of them just for that matter <laughs> which is fine maybe other than but yeah, <laughs> okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but we have we have to try and we have to try and Yani, yeah, you know work it out okay we have to try and work it out it is an interesting issue I mean first of all it, it should be said that um, my own personal studies on this particular issue have been for for well, from the beginning that as I was studying, this issue came uh, was uh, was always something that was in the, the hearts and minds of uh, students of knowledge, um, and there is a reason for that, because this became a spat between two of our modern scholars. All right, this is not this is one of these really interesting issues where, as you can see, it's quite obvious that there could be a debate there. Right, however, you do not really find this debate in our scholarship. In our tradition, it's really strange. Just to put you out your misery, the majority of the scholars consider it to be in the second Adhan. The second Adhan. The majority, the mass majority in fact. Certainly the four Imams. Certainly the four Imams. And Ibn Taymiyyah, he has a very famous statement about this, Sheikh Hussam ibn Taymiyyah. He said that the... When he talked about it, he didn't even mention the Adhan of Bilal. He only said Adhan al-Subh. In actual fact you will find all of the early scholars also saying you will see this in, in Adhan al-Subh and then they don't specify which one it is. Now, if you are a scholar um, who is sticking to the technical kind of facts then Adhan al-Subh is only one. And that's the morning Fajr prayer. It's the second one. Because it means when Subh has started entry of the Salah. It's not possible, as we said, to have an Adhan for the prayer before it. It has to be for some other reason. Right? So even, for example, when they talked about the Jum'ah prayer, as we will, and that's another controversial one, that the Adhan of Sayyidina Uthman at his time, uh, it was before the actual time. It was at the before Zawal. Okay? They argued because it was, you know, to get people ready and they got to go home and from wash up and Wadhrul Bayer and leave their businesses and blah, blah. So, they said these are the only two prayers that has a adhan before its time. But even then they call it before its time, they don't call it the actual adhan. So this is a difficult one. And like I said, in the classical books, I, you know, I was looking at Ibn Abdul Bar, the Maliki Don, yani I was looking at uh, uh, Shafi'i's X, Y, Z. And you'll see that they all call it adhan as subh And they don't specify which one they're referring to. And therefore, we have to assume as a start position that when you say Adhan al-Subh in the presence of two Adhans, it should be applied to the second Adhan. And that's common sense. And actually that's what, and I'll come to this point in a second. It was only Ibn Taymiyyah, not only, but Ibn Taymiyyah was one of those who helped us a little bit. Helped us a little bit. He didn't say there's two Adhans. He also said that these are the words which are said after <laughs> he said are the Hayat al As-salat al-Nawm, salat al Fi Adhan subh He said, In the Adhan al-Subh, Regardless of whether it is dark or light. That's a very interesting statement. You see? Because it's very clearly indicating the second one. It can't possibly be a light for the first one. Right? It can only be the second adhan if it's light. And so it is clear. Now I told you about a spat. Who were the spat between? The spat was between Sheikh Uthame, alayhi Rahmatullah, and Shaykh al Bani. Alihi rahmatullah. These were the two, and they both, yani, you know, not very happy with each other on this issue. They both have great respect for one another, of course, but they, you know, and I will see. I was, uh, uh, and I will just translate to you just the kind of tension, right, in Sheikh Uthaymeen's speech. All right, I will translate it for you, and then you can work it out for 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 yourself. al-nas fi he goes some folks got a bit confused. Okay? Some folks got a bit confused in our modern times, okay? In our time, fi had al-asr an al-murad and al-murad bil-adhan alladhi yuqalu fiha hatan al-kalimatan huwa al-adhan alladhi qabla al-fajr. That the intention behind the adhan in which you should say these two words, Asad Khamr Naum, Asad Khairum it is the adhan before Fajr. And this confusion came along because there have indeed been narrated some ahadith. In some of them, their wording does actually mention either adhant al awwal lis salat subhi faqul. أَصْلَاتُ خَيْرٌ مِنَ النَّوْحِ Hadith which is narrated by Abdul Razak and Ahmed and Imam al-Nawawi said on حَسَنٌ That's at the bottom of 62 for those who are following in the text. Translation. This is when the Prophet ﷺ said to Abi Mahdura in some narrations. Okay, When you make the first Adhan for Fajr, when you call for the first Adhan for Fajr, then say أَصْلَاتُ خَيْرٌ مِنَ النَّوْحِ Is that clear now? So Shaykh al is making his excuse for them and saying that. فزاعموا, so these folks, they claimed that the tathweeb only happens at the end of the night. الليل, and they called it the first one. And they said that to make the adhan in the fajr adhan, the one after the time has started is bid'ah. And that is indeed Sheikh Al-Albani's position, and his main students. And this is clearly, he is referring to Sheikh Al-Albani in this point. And the reason is clear, I mean it's well known, this anyway. But also, like I said, it wasn't really mentioned before. The mass majority of scholars are on the opinion of the, the the second Adhan, even though, if you think about it, there is not a bad argument for it to be the first one. You know, the whole idea of you waking people up, etc, etc. Now, I, I mean, Sheikh Al-Albani, he now goes into a big defense of this, of his position. And the the argument is going to be very simple. The argument is going to be very simple. The argument is is that of all the hadith that have been mentioned, okay, Adhan al-Subhi, right, without the awwal, without the first, has been mentioned. So that's what they're going to hold on to as the base text. Then they're going to look at all the other hadith that add the word al-awwal, okay, and then look at them. However, both parties accept that the hadith which mention al-awwal are also authentic. So now what do we need to do? We know that the first party, they say, there you go, lovely job, job's done. It means the Adhan of bilad. What do you think Sheikh Uthaymeen will say? What do you think Sheikh Uthameen will respond? What's the awwal for them? If there's only one Adhan for Fajr, what does the first mean? Yeah, referring to the Correct okay that th- these hadith are referring to the iqama because anabi sallallahu alaihi said bain al adhanayn yes the famous hadith that there is two raka'ah, there's a prayer between the two adhans the word iqama has been has been called adhan in in the hadith in the sunnah so this is a name which is well known actually all right and this phrase makes it clear that it is possible to say that the Adhan al-awwal refers to the actual Adhan for Fajr, and the Adhan al-Thani is just another phrase for the Iqamah of Salat fajr This is not so far from, for example, Isha. We haven't covered this, but what prayer is salatul isha Do you think it's exclusively the night prayer? It's not. Actually, in principle, Isha' is the Maghrib prayer. Right? And that's why they call it Isha' al-awwal wa Isha' al-thani. Yani the Isha' early Isha' or the first Isha' is technically the Maghrib. And then the second one is, yani the second Isha'. However, it became easier just to call that one Isha' and this one Maghrib. So this idea of first and second doesn't necessarily have to refer to two things at the same time. It can apply to phrases in which there are a hadith which would, would support it. And I tell you, obviously, obviously sheik al Albani, he's very clear upon this. He would say no. Where it says Adan al-Subh without the awwal, it's referring to the first one, because there's no reason it can't be. And when it's saying Al-Adan al-awal, the first awwal, al obviously referring to us. So that's what he would argue. Now I'll tell you what I found interesting. Okay? I found interesting, you know I told you last week that I learned something every single day. Alright? So let me tell you what I learned today. I learned today that sheik al-Albani narrates a hadith which actually refutes his own position. Okay? It, um, it he said, it's very interesting, subhanAllah, how, how this is narrated. He said, uh, where is it, man? Oh, don't let me down now, you're i was so happy to see that. Hadith of Abu Hurairah. And in it he said, La I can't believe it's gone man. I'm sure I turned my book over at the right part. Sad news. <laughs> Honestly, I swear that girl deserves so much beats here. It's unbelievable. Oh no, it's gone, man. Maybe my intention was not good. SubhanAllah, you know I asked for a pen, I started looking for a pen, and you know what, no one gave me a pen. And then when no one gave me the pen, it I lost now. it. Huh? <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> After I've lost it, Yanni? Okay, anyway, it's gone. It's gone now. Just close the book, open it, and play <laughs> Allah. <laughs> Kilama Awliya. Sorry, to shake them Allah. I'm so sad about that man Maybe in the Q&A we'll have a look for it I know it's narration of Abu Hurairah man Okay and it doesn't matter So um, So what do we say What do we say as a conclusion in this uh, Frankly um, It doesn't actually matter For the majority of people the majority of time Because they don't hear two other anyway Number one Number two, even the supporters of sheik al-Bani in this issue, they themselves yani, are going to say that if there is one adhan only, then you should not make aslat khairu min al-Nawm. khairu min has to be, by its principle, legislated for the night only. So that's his position. The position of the class is the position of Sheikh Uthameen, the position of Ibn Taymiyyah, the position of the majority. And I just want to mention something that I can't find now. I was trying to find it. okay? And it's Sheikh Uthameen himself who said this. But I looked through his fatawa, I looked through his radio interviews, I looked in his book, and I can't find it. It's really irritating me. But I remember reading it myself 15 years ago. And that was when, he, I think maybe, you know, when he got maybe a bit tired of the continual argument... Right, with Sheikh Albani. He just mentioned, he said that, uh, he goes that our nation is not all agreed upon wrong in this matter. That the nation has agreed on this matter. That it is indeed actual adhan of a subh. Now that's a big statement. It might not be accurate. But again, it shows Sheikh Uthay. You see, that's what's unique about Sheikh Uthaymin in his fiqh, in that he is <clears throat> very, very much upon the correct aqidah. Okay? I'm very clear in his methodology. But when it comes to his fiqh, and normally what happens is when you have people who are good in aqeedah and good in manhaj, their fiqh is useless. Their fiqh is useless, and they say, you know, all this nonsense, you know, the taqleed is this, and it's rubbish, and it's bid'ah, blah, 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 blah. And so you just miss out. Rare do you find someone of the correct aqeedah, the correct manhaj, and they are of good fiqh, and good mind, and understand the the importance of tradition, understand the issue of Understanding that not every hadith is to be taken literally and so on and so forth. And you get that rarely. And Sheikh Uthaymeen is that rare person, that rare scholar, who from this Yani group, from the Sunnah, the people of Sunnah, he has an understanding and he makes statements which you would expect to hear from a Hanafi or from a Maliki, Yani I'm talking about, proper Madhabi kind of guy. He will say that the Madhab Yani are not all Yani just talking nonsense. They all agree upon this point and it is an important one. Now he himself will go against that position, as we know, we've seen him do that, right? But here he's with them, and that's our position. That as salatu khairum min al-naum is to be said in the second adhan, if there are two, and if there is only one adhan as we have here, then it's to be said. And more importantly, I want to say, that we consider it to be an act of worship. And so we do not know the real reason for its purpose. And if you are in the masjid by yourself, we will say it. But we will not cause a problem with some people over it. If someone says to you, who are you saying this to and who are you trying to wake up? You don't mock him over it. Because he has a point. He has an argument and some scholars did argue that. But then what's worse, far worse, is that I say it and he calls me mubtadi' for it. And you're a person of bid'ah for doing it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So we're easy with the one who will critique it. And we are easy for the one who wants to do it. And we shouldn't make this an issue of bid'ah. is genuinely... A up in the air issue is that clear, everybody? Just to clarify, yeah, the people who will call it a bid'ah, yes, will, that is Sheikh Al Bani's position, yes, all right, and, and that's actually Sheikh Al Bani's statement as well. Right. Okay. Sheikh Al Bani considered it to be a bid'ah, and that's the only one of his, you know, for, for the second adhan. for to, 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 to say a khair anom in the second adhan. And also, if I am not wrong, I would need to find a quote, but by extension, it makes sense if someone was to say it in a single Adhan, because by a single Adhan is not going to be the first Adhan, is it? It's going to be the second Adhan, right? It, it, what I'm saying is that, forget about Makkah. the whole world only has one Adhan for Fajr, isn't it? We don't have the practice of the first and the second Adhan. So the, the position of Sheikh Albani's position, fiqh position, is that in all of these places, that has this one Adhan, actually what is this Adhan? Well, it's actually the second Adhan. You just didn't do the first Adhan by night time. So they still consider that second Adhan, the Adhan at the beginning of the time that says the Fajr is entered, they say that is technically the second Adhan, and it is not legislated for the second Adhan, therefore it is bid'ah. So even when you hear that, when you've only got one Adhan, is that clear? And I said this is an extreme position, and uh, it should be. Um, (coughs) Um, The question is, is that, Is there a connection between the false dawn and the true dawn? Al-Fajr al-Sadiq, or Al-Fajr al-Kadib, the first one, and Al-Fajr al-Sadiq. Is it connected to it? Well, you know what, that's a very good question, and it's a question that I've been looking into myself, and I can't find the evidence for it. Okay? No, sorry. Well, I can. I can find the evidence for it. Um, But the evidence is the Hadith of Bukhari. Okay, The Prophet ﷺ, he said that when you hear Bilal give the Adhan, then do not pray. Yani pray the Fajr prayer. Because he gives the Adhan to wake up the people and so on and so forth. Now, in one of the narrations, and I will bring this next week inshallah, I have it written down. In one of the narrations, he said, and he pointed to the sky... He pointed to the sky, the Prophet did. And it's the Rawi, the narrator, who's copying this, by the way. He's the one who's actually showing this, what the Prophet apparently did. He said that like this. So, by doing this action and pointing to the sky, he's trying to indicate that in the darkness of the sky, the light was in the middle. Right? Now, that is an astronomical phenomenon. And it's called the false dawn. But it's difficult to define technically what it is. What I can tell you what it isn't, is that it's not fajr. Because that light that appears right in the middle of the sky, that twilight, that crack of light, it disappears. Like some of the things that I will will tell you about this light, that you will see, is that it differs in timings, It's from an hour and a half to an hour to 45 minutes to half an hour before Fajr. That's why some people connected it to the Adhan of Dilal, as this hadith does. Right, So it's before the dawn, by some significant time. The second characteristic is that it's a light that disappears. So it comes, then disappears. The third characteristic is that it cuts the sky and not the horizon. It is not connected to the horizon. It's cutting the sky. The fourth characteristic, and this is a very important one, especially in a country like this, and Europe and America and Canada, where we are of northern latitude, and there's always a light in the sky in the summertime. You can't tell what's going on. The fourth and most important characteristic of this false dawn is that it is only light. It has no color. Now let me tell you what the Prophet ﷺ said. He then said, get ready for the salah for the adhan of Abdullah ibn Maktoum. And the Adhan of Abdullah ibn Umm Matum happens at the true dawn. And the Prophet ﷺ apparently, because this is the Tabi'i doing this action, the Tabi'i, I forget his name, subhanAllah, he did this. So in the first Fajr, Fajr al Kadir, he went like this. And a second one, he went like this. And so he's, what he is what describing is the light on the horizon. The light on the horizon, and it actually, when we did the PG, uh, the logical progression or PG, whatever it was, retreat, okay, which is coming up inshallah, inshallah. I don't know when, yani, but and, you know it's coming. Might be a cheeky mayday in there. I'm just giving you a heads up. Huh? My, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, there
1: is no mayday. Well, Allah says, if
0: if Canada doesn't happen, bro, then. Then you'll be going on your own. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Khalas, uh, last weekend of October, uh, August, just keep that in mind, okay? That's the original date. And we hope to have, you know, don't spread this news because we've only got like 30 places or 40 places. But anyway, so we tried to do this. We went out in the nighttime. We did it. We, we, I, I showed the brothers yeah, how it works. So the real Fajr, and it, actually if you go out to Orderly and so on, you can find this. And if you go to Glossop, then even better, right? Um... What you're looking for is the real Fajr And so it's different characteristics are: It's not in the sky, it's on the horizon So you'll see it on the horizon Alright, crack So it's all black and then you've got this line cracking open Yeah It's like literally someone's trying to tear something apart Right, so the light is coming through the seams The second characteristic, it doesn't disappear, it gets bigger Yes The third characteristic Is that it has color Right And the real Fajr is not based upon white light. There has to be some redness in it. That's why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that Al-Fajr Al-Humra Al-Mustatir. Al-Humra Al-Mustatir meaning the spreading red light. That's what Fajr is. The spreading red light. And that's why we, you know, for the last couple of years you will know in this masjid, right, uh, this was one of the very few masajid, that may Allah reward the trustees with good, that they delay the prayer. Because the mass majority of masajid in Manchester, and you are hearing it how, and you can now, and you can record me, and you can tell everyone, they are praying invalid fajr prayers. They are praying their fajr prayer. I mean not now, I mean in Ramadan, in the summertime. In the, actually not in summertime. In summertime, all of them, they put the prayer as late as possible, right? But for some unbelievable reason, well, it's not unbelievable, so it makes sense what they're trying to do. In Ramadan, they want everyone to basically eat and pray, Right? And what they're forgetting is that you can't take a risk with the prayer. The prayer has to have entered. You can't pray just because you're awake. Just pray, right? You have to let the time enter. Now, obviously, the pressure is on people because they're worried about their food being eaten too late, right? When fajr has started. And that's another discussion for another time. We know that the sunnah is to delay the food and to eat it at the right time and to stop eating at the right time. And you know what? You know, when you've got all these ideas and this propaganda in this country that it's about 17 degrees and 18 degrees and whatever, you've got to stop eating at 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock and whatever. You look outside and it's all flipping the same as it was at 11 and 12 and 1 and 2. We don't know what's happening. Yes? And it's clear that the, it has, there's nothing connected to fajr. They should be eating all the way up to 3 o'clock, half past 3, whatever it is. Okay? And then they look outside and you will not just see the light, but you will see a little bit of redness. You know that you stop eating at the right time. And more importantly, you know that you... Prayed at the right time. And that's something, of course, which we make a point of every year, but it's a losing battle. But anyway, so that's the difference between the light. Yeah? What was I talking about that for? <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm saying that the Prophet he said that the Adhan of Bilal is when the light is there, and the light of the Adhan of Abdullah ibn Maktoum is when the light is there. I told you last week or the week before, that one of the proofs for the correctness of the Fajr being when there's a lot of light and it's red, is the fact that the Prophet gave that job to a blind man. It's one of the indirect proofs that the blind man can't work out what's happening anyway. And he has to go by not a person but by the people. So he'll say, no, no, really, is it there? Then he'll wait, can you you see as well? Yeah, yeah. So until a whole chorus of voices said, Ya Allah, man, give the adhan. (laughs) They know yeah, that Adhan is in. It's done. So it means it has to be super clear. It's not an issue of doubt. You know that it's a bit of light. Oh I don't know, don't know, no. It's in, it's out, it's bright, it's red, it's spreading. That's the one. And then he's happy to give it. And it's, it's cool. And, and what we're doing is that we're stopping our fasting and we're praying where there's not a single change in the night sky. Not a single change. And I'm telling you because I am the one who spends the whole night awake watching it. I'm telling you, for the last X amount of years, whether it's in Manchester or Glossop or other countries, that's what I do. And you don't see the change. People are doing this all the time. And actually, Jizallah Khair, alayhi rahmatullah, Shaykh al-Albani, he was one of the big, big reformers on this matter. Him and taq- Taquddin uh, al-Hilali, the, the one who did the translation for the uh, Noble Qur'an, <coughs> when he went back to Morocco... And when he, and Sheikh Al-Bani went back to the Jordan and also the other Arab countries he would visit, they both made really big fusses about this. They said, you know what, you lot are praying the Fajr prayer. And this is not in Ramadan, by the way, this is all year round. 25 minutes too early. The official adhan that's making people pray Fajr, 25 minutes too early. And this is, I think, one of the Sunnah that we need to revive to make sure that we understand what actual Fajr is. Yeah, turn it into a real prayer where you feel a proper thing you are than a robotic movement where it's just you know assuming like as if everything is we're living in the arctic yeah anywhere you know it's all black or all white outside we just pray at set times We've got to pull away from the watches and move to natural phenomena yeah I, I, well obviously as and i will quote what albani said and i can remember i can remember his words very clearly from the tape he said that 25 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes they are giving the Adhan too early and therefore they're praying Fajr before it's time. <coughs> At the very least, they are praying the two Sunnah of Fajr when it's not entered. So, he's giving us some kind of yeah, like hope and saying that maybe some of them blagged their two Raka'ah in the real time. But if it's like a shafi'i Masjid, and that's of course what the, the majority of the, kind of the Arab kind of uh, masajid in the Middle East and the, the, you know, the, the Syria-Jordan and whatever. Uh, that, that's, that's what they do. They do pray the Fajr early. So, it's a, it's a double double hit. So, um, yeah, you've got to be careful on that, that matter. You've got to be careful. have got to be careful. I listen, listen. This is detailed, it's difficult, and in this country it's not easy to tell, okay, because obviously you require a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, motivation to go out and look, and, and when you go out and look, you can't see the, the sky clearly because of the light pollution, right? And there's a massive amount of light pollution, and there's a great movement in this country called the Dark Skies Movement, if you type into Google, I've written an article about it. You'd be interested in it. Just put in dark skies abu east or something like that and read that article. Very important for us to understand just how inaccurate our observations are. The light pollution is ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I'm saying that we should rule of thumb, never pray Fajr prayer. Rule of thumb, never pray Fajr prayer 90 minutes before sunrise. That should be our rule of thumb. So, when you see the Fajr at 1 hour 45, I'm like, I'm always waiting 20 minutes. Let me get into 1 hour 25 before sunrise. So, if 7 o'clock is sunrise, there is no way that I'm praying Fajr before half past 5. You know what I'm saying? Yeah? That's like a rule of thumb. Leave it until quarter to 6. 6 o'clock, perfect time. Yeah? Don't try, even in winter. And as for summer, for summer, I'm like an hour. 'Cause it's the the twilight's all over the show. You can't see anything. What's going on? So an hour is good. An hour before spot on. And any later and more clearer fajr, no problem. No problem. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. We'll take some questions online. If there's any in the class, then we'll do that. I think most of them to be honest, you've answered. Yeah. Oh I think Just, I did, yeah. yeah you're <laughs> Anything for us to get back to, Bob, say? Nothing, yeah? Just, just a clarification. Um, so, can, can you see why there, there's like a kind of argument that you don't want to delay the Fajr too much to make sure that it's not Fajr? No, I can't understand that at all. Brother asked a question, can you understand the argument that they, they don't want to delay it too much because Mr. Fajr you said, yeah? No, no not only that in, in the sense that the Hadith of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam started praying when it was dark and it became light. Yeah, there's no contradiction. So, so your, your question is a fair question, and the answer is absolutely not. I do not understand their argument. Their argument of it being dark has nothing to do with the fact that Fajr is there or not there. Meaning that even with... Let me just give you an example. At Fajr time where it's very clearly Fajr, and with street lamps and fixed roads you will walk down the street and you will not be able to tell easily the face of the person who's walking by. That's a fact. With streetlights and after future. and If you look at Maghrib for example, if you, the streetlights go on, and maybe an hour after, an hour only, you can't work out the person's face any easy. It's like all over the show, right? And so that's what the people would say. And by the way, it's not so clear about outside. The narrations that talk about we couldn't recognize Yanni who was sitting next to us, whatever. That's inside a masjid with no lights. What you expect, Yanni? Right? You're talking about a place that, you know, is simple, real simple. No windows, no this, no that. Little few kind of cracks of light coming in and, you know, and early. And also when we go to the, when we, when we study this issue, the prayer times, okay, there's a lot of discussion amongst the companions themselves of the exact prayer time. Of what it means by dark. And the word asfar, what does it mean that the the, the night became uh, brighter and so on and so forth. And I'm very much with the companions who who believe that the prayer is prayed when it's brighter. You see, there's no doubt about that. That the prayer was prayed when it became brighter. But the the, the, the discussion between, for example, the Hanafis and the Shafi'is is the same discussion between, for example, Abdullah ibn, uh, ibn Mas'ud and Abay ibn Ka'ab, and Sayyidina Ali ibn Talib, the, 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 the difference goes back to the senior companions. Does it mean that the day is bright? Or does it mean the day is brighter? So bright is a very clear statement, then it means it needs to be light outside. Yeah. So like half an hour before, for example. Whereas brighter could be five minutes after the event. And the majority of scholars took brighter as five ten minutes after the adhan. because they said it is brighter. And of course, you know. And also, did' something else as well. Um, another thing that we forget when we read these hadith is context. They are all being narrated in Mecca and Medina, which are equatorial as it gets. And you see, Yani, you know, there's no doubt about anything. If you've ever been to Mecca Medina, you know that it's it's not even possible to make a mistake. Yani Zohr is so obvious, asr is so obvious, maghrib is so obvious, you don't need to watch. The sun is super expressive, the sky is full of color, yes? Darkness comes and goes, fajr, you know when it comes in, and how quick does it go, it's crazy. You know everything, the light the, the light becomes very intense. It's not like here, it's not like northern latitude, where the angles of the, the angle that the sun makes with, uh, with the earth at different times of the year is so acute that it creates just that lack of that that super reflection and masses of light all over the place. So it's important also to, you know, to keep these hadith in in context with how they're narrated. And um, so when I read that hadith that they they, they prayed when it became brighter, having prayed in, for example, Medina, because that's much more open than Mecca, having prayed in Masjid Nabawi at its beginning time, or, or been there at its beginning time, and pray 10 minutes later, in 10 minutes you can look at the sky and you're shocked how much brighter it's become. And after 10 more minutes, you mm-hmm. after you finish the prayer and you look up, you're amazed how much brighter it's become. So I'm very much of the opinion that brighter does not mean bright. It means brighter. Early prayer, but definitely you started. Definitely started, yeah. I a question the I want to mention that when the arrow, after the Salah, they could see the arrow. Dropping yeah, to Yeah. I mean, this is a classic discussion between the scholars. There's so many hadith on the matter to support, yani late Fajr, early Fajr, whatever. Listen, there's one thing that we're forgetting, right? That in the night time, in like in December time, or winter time, it's good that we pray at the early time because we know it's definitely um, a Fajr. We definitely started. But when you're in the, the times of doubt then you apply what all of the madhahib apply. And that is to be on the safe side, and you see their statements, for example, on the issue of maghrib. They said that, when should you pray the maghrib when it's cloudy? And all of them said, you delay it. And the maghrib prayer is a prayer which all of the scholars are agreed has to be prayed within 10-15 minutes. Yani for al-awla, for the best prayer. Not a legal one, but for the best prayer. And so they're saying, willingly, you delay it. Because there's no doubt, there's doubt that, that has the sun set, not set, and so if you is doubt, then you delay. And so fajr, when you don't know, you delay. Obvious, obvious. And hey, you want to be Yanny, on the safe side with your eating? Well, stop eating early. It's not difficult, is it? You stop eating early, and you pray later. Well, khalas. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> just not it. Anyone else? Yeah. <coughs> Salam Salam al-ra-kha-t- al-ra-kha-t- <laughs> Why is it that a lot of the don't have this policy whereby they the price and what can we do to- two, two, two main reasons. Number one, because the, 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 the lobby that uses uh, uh, angles and therefore calculations and therefore calculated the timetables years in advance is a very strong lobby. So we are a people that have gone from observation to depending upon what our phones say and what our internet says and whatever. And all of these websites and programs and apps, they are dependent upon calculations based upon angles. Now, these angles for me are a complete bid'ah when it comes to being used as the be-all and end-all of determining the Fajr time. It should be observation and what people see. Now, that's a big discussion not for now. But that's the first reason. So, these calendars it does say to them that the Fajr time starts at 3 o'clock and sunrises at 5 o'clock or it does say that these calendars when you put in 18 degrees in June it does say that Fajr starts at half past 1 and sunrises at half past 5, the biggest stupidity nonsense you ever heard in your life, right, that's what it says, and so if everyone is using calendars and timetables and they don't know the fiqh as I'm trying to explain it, then they're just copying then that's of course what's going to happen, that's the first reason the second reason is, is, as I said, in Ramadan, people are not interested in that behavior, bro. Once they have eaten, they want to go sleep. And so the trustees are faced with that difficult decision. They know that they will get lots of people into the masjid, and masjids are always wanting more people to come. They are good intentions, but you know, good intentions mean nothing. The people, they want the people to come because they know that if we put the prayer to 4 o'clock and he stops eating at 3 there's no way on this planet, yeah, that my man is gonna wait another hour just to make the jama'ah in the masjid. So it's like you're awake already. You're desperate to go to sleep. Go on, khalas, come to the masjid and you can pray. And that, and, and that changes, by the way, on the, on the day of Eid. On the day of Eid, the Fajr prayer goes back like one and a half hours, like five minutes. No, five sahur, not wrong. But a few minutes before sunrise, Yani back to where you walk in and it's like what well, is it dhar or what <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's, so it's people pressure and it's the, uh, lack of knowledge be held for no no I, I, that's something else that's something else because uh, they believe that the, the, the people who have angles are not making it up the, the The concept of angles also comes from observations the mistake of course is that they are applying what they think to be an observation... You see these, 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 these times... What happens? Look... A people... A moon sighting committee... They go out... For like a whole period of time... Maybe a couple of months... And every single morning... They note the exact time they saw Fajr come in... Not in this country... In a Muslim country... Once they've got that time... So they've noted it now... Today 3.01... Tomorrow 3.02... The next day... And they get six months of data... Then they put it into a solar elevation calculation blah blah, and it basically works out that this time corresponds to 18 degrees. Therefore, we have a formula for you. If you want to know what time Fajr starts, 18 degrees the solar elevation angle, put it in whatever time it gives you, Bob's your uncle. Fatal mistake. They took times from an equatorial region where it is very solid, very stable lovely jubbly, and they applied it in a country like this where when you apply the 18 degree rule which over there might be an hour and 20 minutes it comes up as 4 hours because of course of the angle so like this so it's i mean it's in entry it's a it's, thing it's, 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 but it's ijtihadi. let's not make it yani you know just because i'm angry and i'm freaked out whatever <laughs> don't it's not issue it's fiqh, yani, and yani so we should you know it's they're not doing harm they are following they are following a um a uh, uh what's it called yeah you yani question, okay question related to the last one then yeah Um, urgent question if one is working in a hospital and wears a uniform which is trousers and tunic is it allowed to play in trousers for sisters what's happening here (laughs) I said the disclaimer first that it's not related no 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 we can't can't drop our system should you answer it or not (laughs) exactly exactly no I can't maybe I'll pop over later and answer it inshallah I'll I'll pop onto the portal I went on the last couple of weeks. Did any of you lot do? Any of you lot went on? Lazy bunch of packs. None of you. No one even looks at it until the next week. I'll come on, inshallah. I'll join the polls later on and I'll answer it. Okay, does that everybody. Barakallahu feek. Subhanakallah. Wabihamdik. bihamdik allah. Ilan ala ala ala